All right, three, two, one, action. What's up, guys? It is Two Beard Deep with Deacon Greg. The audio version dropped on Mondays here. Thoughts on the bench. Um, we want to start off very quickly. Uh, this was kind of a part of the contract, but not really a part of the contract, but we are friends with our sponsors, and that's what we do. Uh, again, guys, Deacon Greg, Two Beers Deep here to introduce you to our newest sponsor. They uh, were announced Thursday on the live show, currently wearing the shirt because it's the only shirt I have that is clean and it is comfy. Um, <laughs> Super they, comfy, by the way, just throwing that out there. Absolutely, yeah. It's, it's brought to you by Astronaut Cartel Clothing. They specialize in delivering quality apparel and graphics for an affordable price. Carry a variety of items such as hats, hoodies, tees, everything you could want to wear. You can find them on Facebook page Astronaut Cartel Clothing and their website www.astronautcartel. That is A S T R O N A U T K A R T E L P G H dot com. Oh, use the promo code T B D capital T capital B capital D twenty nineteen to get ten percent off your next order. Go show them some love. Mm-hmm. Highly recommend, guys. The material is great. The clothing is super comfy. Cannot say anything better about it. Yeah, I didn't think it'd be long enough, but it fits Greg, so. It does. It fits me perfectly. That's all that matters. <laughs> um, yeah, man, so I think we, we had a good show Thursday talking about things, but there's been a bunch of news since then, so let's just dive into it. Yeah, it was. A, we expected this to be kind of a quiet weekend just for the fact that, you know, it's the weekend after the Super Bowl, not too much going on. I mean, there's a golf tournament you could watch and all that, but no, there was some, there was some good stuff to talk about that I kind of can't wait. Biggest story that I think personally the one we have to discuss is Kyler Murray. News, okay. News broke today. Kyler Murray has officially announced that he is going to be fully 100% committed to being a quarterback. Yep. Now, this unfortunately means that he has to pay back, I believe, $1.2 million of the bonus that was already given to him by the Oakland Athletics, which is, was $1.5 million. He has to forfeit the remaining $3 million that was going to be due to him on March 1st. And also, some interesting stories about that, too. So the Oakland A's have retained his rights moving forward. It's kind of like similar to what Russell Wilson did, where when he was a quarterback, the Rockies had his rights, but then they traded the rights to the Yankees and stuff like that. So he's allowed to participate in some stuff. But they retain his rights. The stuff that I think kind of sucks for the A's is that they do not get a compensatory pick for losing Kyler Murray, unfortunately, because he technically already signed. So, yeah, that was a weird loophole for me. Yeah. But I mean, ha- not a loophole, but... But having said that, though, I think looking at this in the short term, it was a good decision for him. Really? In the long term is where I have problems with it, because I truly think he could have had a longer career as a baseball player. But I understand the logic for it. I mean, you have the chance to be the first ever like athlete ever to go first round in the NFL and Major League Baseball. Yeah, I think that weighs almost heavier on him. Um, the understanding that you're about to be great, considered great, mm-hmm. considered great enough to be a first-round pick in two sports. Um, the weird side of it, so you said it's a better short-term, worse long-term. Mm-hmm. I guess the where like that I clash with baseball people in that sense is, one, um, it is so much easier to go back in your life and try to play baseball than it is to go back. If he would select baseball right now, his football career is over. That's true. By him selecting football, he's keeping the window open for his baseball career. True. As you see with Tebow and you see with Russell Wilson, you see with a couple guys here and there like Garth Brooks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> which was a which, great story. Yeah, we'll get to. Garth Brooks was at the Pirates uh, uh, spring training today. Uh, anyways, but back on topic. Um, the other thing is that you really look at the numbers. Um, not that many guys in baseball really – I mean, not make it because still you're getting paid in AAA, and you're, like there are True. some some people that are making a living doing all that. that. That's why I said short term is not good because in the minor leagues you you get paid dirt cheap. Yeah, exactly. So he he'll even if he's the last pick of the first round, mm-hmm. he'll make about fifteen mil between signing bonuses and his instant first-year contract. That's true. So even the, right now, like if he had to pay back all the money he was given, he, they'll be okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but where do you think he goes? You know what? That's the great thing. This is going to make this draft so much more entertaining now yeah. because he's there. Also, he got invited to the combine, which I'm expecting him to put on a show. Yeah, there. Uh, with so that was the other thing was that he kind of was um, before he announced today that he's fully committed to be a quarterback. He was already going to go to the combine, but no one knew if he was going to work out. Mm-hmm. So the understanding was that he was going to go there, 
test it out, talk with some teams, maybe maybe run. He wasn't going to throw, I think, was what his camp was kind of getting at. Now, though, with him being I'm the quarterback, I expect him 110% to do everything. Does his interview with Dan Patrick kind of tip the hand a little bit to like, okay, now in hindsight that kind of makes sense why he was kind of, why he was being so weird? Well, what part of it made you think that? Well, because uh, Dan Patrick, I think, asked him directly whether or not he was yep. going to, you know, report to spring training or if he was going to go to the combine, and he was kind of being wishy-washy about yep. it. Now it kind of makes sense, and yeah, I think absolutely. at the time it was like, well, just give an answer. But no, it makes sense. So I, yeah, it was good I for mean, him. you can't even say just give an answer in those situations because that's tough. And I mean, I don't know. I guess also you have to. He had to be very careful about what the A's heard. Right. That's another aspect of it. Is the A's signed him? That's true. Like they drafted him, signed him. Him, they were like, all right, we got Kyler Murray for the next couple of years. Even when this kid was in his like the first game in Oklahoma this year, they're like, oh, this kid's gonna be electric, but he's right. already playing baseball, already playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Winning the Heisman pretty much guarantees you a first like first round draft pick as a quarterback anymore. Yeah. With how amazing the quarterback position obviously yeah. is like nowadays. And I want to point this out too. I guarantee you no one saw this happening with Kyler Murray. That's crazy. Absolutely I, I, not. I honestly wonder how many teams have not looked at tape of him before this whole maybe I'll come out. Because there's a lot of teams that probably didn't look at tape. They're like, why waste the time? The kid got drafted. He signed baseball. Absolutely. No, but even in hindsight, too, when he got drafted by the A's, I I mean, at the time, I think I even remember saying that he was kind of a reach as a first-rounder. I mean, like, I saw the athleticism from it, but in terms of, you know, a lot of the other talent there, there's some other guys I probably would have taken ahead of him. What position is he in baseball? He's an outfielder. Is he outfielder? Okay, I couldn't remember if he was – Apologies on the mic kick. Couldn't remember if he was outfield. I feel like he might have been shortstop for some weird reason there, but okay. Outfield fits him definitely way more. No, he was projected to be the uh, the all-around five-tool player, so it's something that's a very, you know, it's a desirable thing for a lot of up-and-coming prospects and all that. But no, I looking back on it, the A's did nothing wrong. There was no way that anyone could have seen. Yeah, Kyler that was Murray. the other thing. No. Is like they they did everything by the book. They no. did everything as good as they could do. Absolutely, but I mean it from the perspective of where people are going to look at it and realize, well, you should have never taken him in the first place at the thought of him going to the pros and all that. But, but why it, would you? But at the same time, though, I mean, come on, who would who was expecting him to win the Heisman Trophy this year and be a first round yep. potential pick? I, I feel like. They they knew the risk of uh, the risk was more so about him getting injured at Oklahoma than it was him becoming a yeah, potential superstar. Absolutely. So I, I'm not knocking the A's at all for even making the pick, and I completely get it. I I will say this: he comes in at uh, around five foot eight. Like yeah, on on his worst day, obviously they're hopefully during the combine they list him as five eleven, so he's at least Russell Wilson height. I think, but he's not. I mean, Baker's listed six one, and he's five foot eleven three quarters. Yeah, I think uh, I think Mel Kiper said something about how if he was three inches taller, he'd be the first overall pick this year. I don't hate that. I don't yeah. hate that either. I I think in terms of his, you know. His playability and all that and the tape that's currently out on him, I think someone, I mean, he's easily a first-round pick. There's not even an argument about that. Would he have been a first-round pick last year? You know what I mean? I think I I don't think there's an argument on it because of how bad the quarterback position is and how many teams need quarterbacks. But you look at this quarterback, like Dwayne Haskins, I think, is the number one talent. Everyone can kind of agree on that. Kyler is obviously there as well. Mm -hmm. Um, The Duke quarterback is there. Daniel Jones, I believe. Daniel Jones, yeah. And then then, uh, Drew Locke, who's my, you know, he's my champion. Yeah. Um, I've been a Drew Locke fan for, I don't know why. I just always loved him. (laughs) No, that's fair. Um, But in the earlier question you asked me is where I think he'll go. Yeah. That's tough to say. I feel like if I'm the Arizona Cardinals, I am shopping that pick to the umpteenth degree because someone is going to. Really? I think someone's going to trade up to get him. I would not be surprised. You don't at think all. that Nick Bosa is worth the first overall pick? He's worth it, but I'm truly. I'm of the mindset, though, that if someone's dumb enough to offer me a King's Ransom just to take Kyler Murray, I'm doing it. I think the King's Ransom would come for Dwayne Haskins. You think? Yeah. Especially considering the Giants at the. You know. 6-7 is pretty murky with oh, the Giants and Jacksonville being there. And then you have teams like Miami and Washington that are in 13 and 16 that could trade up easily. Oh, I'm in firm belief that whoever wants a quarterback needs to get past the Giants. That's, that's yeah, just the absolutely. obvious thing. You need to get in the top five if you want a quarterback in this class because the Dwayne Haskins or Kyler Murray are going to the Giants. Well, and then you look at a couple other people. So um, the Broncos, I could see them taking Locke, yeah. um, taking a quarterback that they're like, hey, Case, you have another year or two, and then mm-hmm. we're picking this guy. Um, I could see a couple other teams in that could, top echelon. I could see the Tampa Bay Buccaneers going at a quarterback. I, I could definitely see Miami doing it because I believe Brian Flores has already been non-committal about Ryan Tannehill. I think so. Miami's been non-committal about Ryan Tannehill for years. <laughs> but um, but I, I really I enjoy the thought of Bruce Arians and Kyler Murray. 
That'd be kind of fun. I wonder, because Jameis isn't their guy. I really think this is the last year of Jameis Winston in Tampa Bay unless they do something astronomically amazing. So do you think this will be kind of something where they draft a quarterback as a way to, you know, kickstart Jameis? Or would you not waste a first-round pick like I that? I would not waste a first-round pick to kickstart a guy that has that multiple on-the-field and off-the-field issues who has shown flashes of greatness but has also shown flashes of the greatest interception thrower mm-hmm. of all time. Like, Jameis is good. We all know Jameis is good. But Bruce Arians is coming in with a full new regime, and guess what he's thinking? I didn't draft that guy. He's yeah. on his fifth-year option, and you still don't know if he's a franchise quarterback. Like, if I'm Bruce Arians, I didn't draft him. That's fair. The one thing I would kind of not be surprised to see happen, the Oakland Raiders. Yeah. I could see it, especially because it's tough, I, I, don't think, I don't think John Gruden wants Derek Carr there. I truly do not think that. Well, it's of the mindset that if you're a coach and you go to a team, that has a quarterback. No matter how good the quarterback, no matter how bad the quarterback, guess what? You didn't draft that quarterback. Right. So it's such an easy way for, for Gruden and his team to be like, look, man, this is why we're doing bad. We didn't draft that guy. We want another guy that's it, our guy. It is not Derek Carr's fault at all. No. Like, let's be They've honest. They've sold every good piece they had. Absolutely. They got rid of their help. They're basically rebranding for 10 years. They're planning for Vegas already, and Derek Carr's like, we were just in the playoffs. Right. We had Super Bowl run written on our forehead until he broke his leg. Right. No, he is absolutely someone that can get you to the playoffs, and he could be very good in the right situation. Oh, so my gosh. Yeah. I would not be shocked in the slightest if Derek Carr is shopped, maybe. I would like to see Derek Carr end up somewhere that needs like a consistently decent franchise quarterback like a Miami or a Washington. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I don't think Derek Carr is an earth-shattering quarterback. I think he's a gamer. I think no. he's a grinder, and I think he will lose you games by trying to win it, which is something that I know I have said so many times about so little quarterbacks, but there's a yeah. trait that is, look, I'm going to maybe throw an interception and we'd lose the game, but I'm going to throw the deep ball, and if we hit it, we win. Like yeah. I like that. It's, it's kind of a weird dynamic. You want a quarterback who's not afraid to take chances, but you also don't want a quarterback who is capable of also being consistently dumb. Yep. Yeah. That's kind of like the weird dynamic there, and which Derek Carr is definitely someone who will fight for you to win that game. So I want to walk you through. Um, we did a couple of the the mock drafts on thoughtsinthebench.com. We have guys like – I'm trying to think of everyone's it out. We have Ben Fury's to drop still. That is not released yet, but we have it. Mm-hmm. Um, mine has been released. Yours has been released. And there was another mock draft. Do you remember who? which which blogger? Uh, not, was it Smalls? I'm pretty sure it was Smalls. Think so Smalls and uh, and Austin. Smalls and Austin both had theirs out. Yep. Okay. Cool. So, um, for the review, let's just walk through mine. Okay, go ahead. I want you to critique where you can critique. But the thing is, guys, and we, we don't do um, – we've been very adamant about this. We don't do trades. Everything is as it is on the board. I hate people that are like, well, if you don't do – but, like, you have to do trades. Like, there's going to be trades. That's too complicated to no, get it's into. It's not even just complicated. It's just – I don't know. It's not – like, obviously, if the Cardinals trade out, then every mock draft is wrong. Mm-hmm. But then we're all wrong together. Right. So, number one, I think it's uh, it's no surprise, Nick Bosa. Nope, no surprise. Uh, number two, Josh Allen, D-O-L-B out of Kentucky. Don't hate that. Um, I like his. I like how after his bowl game, he flat out said that he's the best player in this class. Yeah. I like, I, I, I like I, that I like confidence. Him. Yeah. I love him. Mm-hmm. Uh, Quinn Williams, defensive tackle, Bama to the Jets. Obvious pick, yeah. Ed Oliver to the Raiders was one that... That was the first one where I looked, and I was like, mm? and, and it yeah. wasn't it wasn't out of Ed Oliver not being great, but a lot of people have concerns about his size. A lot of people have concerns about his attitude. I think after the top three, it gets very – you can interchange a lot at that point where it's it's honestly just not even that big a deal anymore. Like, yep. I can't I can make a valid argument for a lot of the picks. And I will say with this one, I, I definitely want more showmanship. Right. Like, I wanted a conversation to be started about the mock draft, so I, I wouldn't even put my name on this if it wasn't for the fact that I wanted people to see it and to argue about it, but everyone seemed to agree up until a couple picks, but I'll explain. Okay. Um, number four, I have Greedy Williams, cornerback LSU. Now, I could see the Tampa Bay going a few different ways here. Mm-hmm. I think they're going to go secondary, and whether it's uh, whether it's Byron, whether it's Greedy, whether it's DeAndre Baker, yeah. I, I, I don't know which one of those is the best right now. I think Greedy is the best talented, but when you look at the three of them as a whole, they all bring something so different to the table. Yeah, I think Baker's a better cover guy. I think Murphy's a better man guy, and I think Greedy just is the more talented guy. Greedy's one of those weird cases where I feel like he's going to drop just because there's so much talent beneath him that yep. will just rise to the top, and I feel like I, it's weird where you feel like most... 
most teams have good corners, but in reality, I feel like in a league where passing is such a key thing now, you can't go wrong with adding more corners too. Well, and, and you have to consider the fact that you need corners that aren't just like great playmakers. You need corners that are smart with the position and right. know how to cheat the system. Absolutely. Um, and I think Greedy's, Greedy's good in that. So number, uh, we go to the New York Giants, Dwayne Haskins, quarterback out of yeah. Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Jacksonville Jaguars, quarterback, Daniel Jones out of Duke. A little bit of a reach. Reason being, I wanted a conversation about it. But two, I think Jones is given the comp to be the best right now, just straight pocket passer. Um, his size is good. He can throw. He can hit windows. Um, I, I just think Jacksonville is done with Blake Bortles, and I think that they want to try something. Are they reaching for a safe pick? Uh, What do you mean? I think I, I just feel like I no one's going to argue the fact that they need a quarterback. But in terms of the class that's already there right now, and you have Kyler Murray available, I, I don't know if you were even considering Kyler Murray in this, but... Oh, they... he's in this. Oh, he's in this? The, okay. the reason I picked Jones, though, is because you look at everything surrounding Kyler Murray, okay. his size, all these things. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are like, look, we took the guy we thought was the best quarterback for our system, and Blake Bortles was good in their system. He's okay. not the greatest quarterback. He's obviously going to be a journeyman backup for the remainder of his career, but I think with Jones, what they can see is the same prototypical big pocket passer that is going to hand the ball off to Leonard Fournette if he stays with the team. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of things coming out that maybe that doesn't happen. I mean, personally, I'd love to see mm-hmm. Fournette and um, Kyler Murray running together. I just, <laughs> I just went with Jones on this one, but let's get That's past fun. that. Um, the next one is a guy that I think personally ha- is he might be the most talented player in this draft, and that's Rashawn Gary. Oh, out of God, Michigan. yeah. A um, lot of attitude issues, a lot of really wasn't as productive, but he was the number one player in all position coming yep. out of high school. Um, I have him going to the Detroit Lions. I think Rashawn Gary got the Jadavion Clowney treatment a lot in Michigan, getting the double and triple team, so that's kind of why yep. he wasn't as effective this year. Absolutely. I think he would fit great on that D-line with him and Sean Robinson and stuff, and I feel like they are going to need some help on it, especially because I don't think Ziggy is no. coming back. That was my thought with this, that I'm yeah. pretty sure Ziggy is done. Yeah. So I was like, all right, we need to fill in an absolute impact player. And there's a couple names here that I really like, mm-hmm. but Gary just has, I mean, coming out, being the number one out of high school, you really were triple team, double team, like you said, and I don't think he has a bad engine. So No, I don't either. Um, so Buffalo Bills, I'm with the safe pick, Jonah Williams, tackle. God, they need, they need um, an alignment so bad. It's, it's a perfect match. I went here a little different, okay. and the reason that I did not say, even though I told you earlier that I wanted Drew Locke at Denver, mm-hmm. I think John Elway says, look, none of these guys are good. All right. And I, even, I, I still feel like Locke's going to end up at Denver for some weird reason. But personally, I looked at it. I said Case Keenum wasn't terrible last year. No. They need another year with Case. They can worry about their quarterback later. Yeah. This is not the draft. If you think you are a franchise, a quarterback away from the Super Bowl, this is not your draft for you. Right. Um, so I had... Also defensive-minded head coach Vic Fangio. So, yep. Yeah. So I ended up taking Devin White. Linebacker out of LSU. Oh, I love me some Devin White. Yep, best interior lineman on this draft. I think we can both agree. Interior linebacker, yeah. Or, excuse oh, me, yeah, absolutely. Thank you. And you've wanted him to fall for the Steelers. For I, I've wanted him to fall for <laughs> the Steelers. You know what's funny? He should not be that fast because he look when I yeah. watch him when I watch him play. He's very very like he looks hefty. Yep, for an inside linebacker. But yet when you watch him, he's just very fast and physical. Like he would be fun on a defense. And you know the Bengals wanted him too. Because they they definitely yep. they desperately need inside linebackers so in that team. So I looked at uh, so the Bengals are next. Okay. I looked at their situation and I wanted to put Devin Bush inside linebacker for Michigan there, but I ended up putting Jake Pollitt, okay. linebacker out of Florida. Okay. I don't need um, that. His recent tape shows a really good playmaker, and I think with Perfect being like almost on the out and out in Cincy, yeah. they need another edgy kind of guy that's going to put you in the dirt and i think he's a cincinnati Bengal already kind of you and know I, what i mean the only thing i could see is i yeah. could definitely see the position getting addressed the only thing is trying to figure out who would go there because i could you could yeah. argue brian burns yep. uh, i mean uh you could argue some other guys from clemson maybe maybe even Clyland and farrell if you wanted yeah so. i have i have i don't know why i put clellan so low because there's something here i would switch first glance but i'm sticking with my guns here. okay that's fine uh packers green bay packers next i i did go devin bush linebacker out of michigan i thought they I addressed like the cornerback position with the um jair alexander okay and he had an amazing year and i i think that linebacker is good for them desmond king too yeah they have a great great core there yeah i i look at this um i look at him and it's kind of like everyone talks about his size mm-hmm. being so under undersized and all that in the middle linebacker spot I don't think that matters anymore in the NFL. No. I really don't. I feel like if you are physical enough at the point of attack, but yet you are 
fast enough to be able to go out in coverage, I think he will be They've a good They've proven that there are guys that can fit the mold without being in the mold. You know, you know what's uh, funny? I think I remember when Aaron Maben got drafted and everyone thought he's this new hybrid defensive <laughs> and outside linebacker. It's like, yeah, if Aaron Maben would have come out in the NFL now, I think he actually would have been much more productive yep. than he was back then. Agreed. Um, so then we get to the Dolphins. So... I have Drew Locke, quarterback, Missouri. I think that they take a shot. I think that they run with Tannehill for another year as the starter, yeah. but I think they're done there with Tannehill. I think um, the the best-case scenario for me, for Miami, is to see Teddy Bridgewater go there. Yeah. I really want that because I really like Brian Flores. I like him a lot. He's a very hard-minded type of guy, yep. and he's a opposite of what they've had for so long there. Uh, so then we break out. I, I would have, looking at it in hindsight, I would have switched these two picks between the Falcons and the Panthers after the Redskins, but I have the Falcons taking Jailer Ferguson, DE, out of Louisiana Tech. I've, I've seen some good tape on him. He's huge. Yeah, that was the... So he reminds me a lot of um, Davenport from last year. Okay. Coming out of a smaller school, big guy, good off the edge. Um, I don't know. I just... It, you know, the Falcons are so weird to me because they have their franchise quarterback. They have a good run game. They have wide receivers. They have a fast, young defense, mm-hmm. but they just don't win as many games as you would expect. Yeah. Like one Super Bowl with that roster is kind of Well, they got crazy. screwed they got screwed a lot last year because their defense they had so many injured guys last That's, year. Yeah. Too. So I think they go defense here. Defense venue can't have too many. Yeah. Next pick, Washington Redskins. Kyler Murray, quarterback Ooh, out of Oklahoma. Talk about a place to go and so die. Could you imagine yeah, but hear me out. All right, go ahead. Him and Darius Geis. That'd be fun. Like it it would breathe new life into a team. They have a great O-line too, so it's yep. not like it's not like Kyler will be running for his life either. Exactly. So that could actually work out pretty well for him. Uh the Panthers but it's just oh. having him with that owner. God. Yeah, I hate the Redskins. Oh, Dan Snyder is an idiot in so many ways. So the next pick, I got Carolina Panthers taking Cleveland Farrell, steal. best player available. Absolutely steal. Um and after that, I have the Cleveland Browns. I didn't really know what to do with them, and I wanted to go corner, I wanted to go wide receiver. I ended up going with Montez Sweat. Out of Mississippi State. Had a great um, senior bowl. Yeah, great senior bowl. He's a big guy. Mm-hmm. You can put him opposite of Miles Garrett. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they are missing the fact that they could have had Bradley Chubb last year. Even, I mean, Baker turned out amazing. Baker turned out great. Denzel Ward turned out great. Right. Nick Chubb. Like, they had a great draft. Absolutely. But I think if they would have taken Bradley Chubb with Miles um, Garrett on the other side, yeah. I think you're seeing a different defense instantly. Yeah. So I, I had them addressing that situation. Um, Minnesota Vikings, I, I definitely pumped this guy up because I like him. Christian Wilkins, tackle out of Clemson. I like Wilkins too. I'm a little nervous. It's kind of a reach because I feel like last year he would have been much higher, yep. but I don't know if it's just because he was overshadowed so much by the rest of that Clemson D-line that he his stock kind of dropped a little bit, Yep. but I think he's he's a solid workhorse guy that he would be... I think he's a he would be a solid veteran pick yeah. right now. So I, I liked him at the Vikings because their defense is already seasoned and they have elder people in that. They need to figure out and what the hell's going on with Everson Griffin first. Exactly. Yeah. So you want to fill in a guy that's going to be kind of an instant plug and play on that defense that can help that okay. out. There's only one other guy that I thought was better than him, but because of some of the off field issues, we'll come back to that. All right, cool. Tennessee Titans, DK Metcalf. Did you Did see the, you see oh the picture? God. Smalls texted me, shout out to TFTB <laughs> Smalls, and said, and Greg said he wasn't going third overall. Oh my wow. God. Wow. Yeah, I. <laughs> How tall is he? Six, three? Seven two, I think. <laughs> I mean, at that rate, yeah. <laughs> Holy crap! But think about it: him, Corey Davis. You finally get something. Jonu Smith at tight end with Delaney Walker, mm-hmm. and then the run game. Hopefully, maybe finally working out with yeah. Derrick Henry at the end of the year. I think you finally have a situation because they're very similar to the Bucks right now. Which is Mariota our guy? Mariota, I think, is going to have a better career than James Winston. Obviously, it's just it's just how it's going to be. And I think they address that with one of the best wide receivers in the draft. Okay, here's my issue with DK Metcalf: is he huge and ripped? Yeah, but the thing about wide receivers now in the NFL, you don't got to be big to be a good receiver. If you are great, have great speed, and you're able to get out. Yeah, fight? but they already have that with Corey Davis. Okay. So, so they need So that. he's like the opposite. Okay. Yeah, that's where I was more going. They have Corey Davis, who has shown flashes of Antonio Brown. Okay. You're now looking at your red zone guy. All right. You know what I mean? And, and yeah, there's obviously a couple. Like, I like uh, uh, the other wide receiver, uh, J.J. Arcega-Whiteside, I have going. I have Nikhil Harry going in this round. Like, I have three wide receivers in the first round. You got Hollywood Brown in there? Yes, I do. Oh, All right, so okay. let's fast forward a little bit. Um, Pittsburgh Steelers next. I think it was the easiest pick for me. Byron Murphy, cornerback, Washington. Okay. He's a playmaker. How disappointed would you be if they don't take a corner in the first uh, round? Considering that you have DeAndre Baker, you have Byron, you have even uh, Traven Mullen, who I bumped oh. up to the first round in this one, even though he's probably not a first-round grade right now. I don't right think now. he is, but I think um, he wouldn't be a solid – he wouldn't be a bad pick. No, right? yeah, he'd just be kind of there. Yeah, he, um, he, he would kind of remind me of the already burn selection a little bit. Exactly. Not, not to say that he's, like – 
as bad as, as Burns a, was, a but I'm saying loss. he would be a little underwhelming for me. But it, it, to have those three and Mullen cornerbacks of possibly available at 20 and you don't address either this or inside linebacker, yeah. I think there is a massive, massive uh, bloody coup on their hands. I, I can't see anyone in that grouping that you have right now being as you know worthy to take over a corner, yep. honestly. I, I don't. I think everyone is just so mishmash right now that it's hard to separate from the pack there. So I almost gave the Seattle Seahawks a wide receiver. Okay. I didn't. I gave them Jeffrey Simmons, who was the defensive tackle I said could be better than Christian Wilkins. Okay. But Simmons had off-the-field issues and is not getting invited to the combine. And Frank Clark's a free agent this year, so yep. there's a very good shot that they're going to need some D-line rotation there. Baltimore Ravens, I have Nikhil Harry, uh, wide receiver, cool. Arizona State. I mean, they need receivers really yeah. badly. Yeah, I mean, so. you have Lamar Jackson and Gus Edwards, who had great. You have Alex Collins, mm-hmm. you have Crabtree, you have Sneed. You need a young, good receiver. Yep. And I don't think you're getting that with Brown, even though Brown had a decent year. No. So then we break over to Texans. I think this is the easiest pick of the draft. Noah Font, tight end out of oh, Iowa. Oh, God. Deshaun Watson with a good tight end. That'd be huge. With Hopkins, with... Um, Will Fuller with their running game. Now, yeah. there's a lot of people who think Hickinson is actually better than Really? Fun. Yeah, his teammate. I, I'd be intrigued to see how that goes, because that's kind of funny that you have two potential first-round tight ends in Both the from, Iowa. From, the, from Iowa. So then we get down Raiders again. Um, I have them taking DeAndre Baker, cornerback out of Georgia there. They just need talent. Yep. Their, their secondary was just really weak. They had a really year. good draft last year, but yeah, they just need guys that are going to be playmakers. Baker is a guy that the Steelers yeah. could, should consider, so I have him going there. Next, uh, Philadelphia Eagles. They have such a good team. I thought about running back here, okay, but I liked the way that Adams and Smallwood finished the year. Yeah. So I ended up going Deontay Thompson, safety out of Alabama. I like Just because you can't have too much secondary help. Another guy that I wouldn't be surprised if they go for is Taylor Rapp, the safety out yep. of Washington State. He's also very, very underappreciated. Yes. Also, I think running back is deceptively... A deceptively good, deceptively amount. deep, deceptively deep. Yeah, I think you can find some good talent in the second or third round, even. Uh, next, I have Indianapolis Colts taking JJ Arcega Whiteside, wide receiver out of Stanford. Reason being, I don't think T.Y. Hilton is that good of a receiver, even though I get burnt on those bets. Um, <laughs> but they don't have anyone else, man. They, I thought about running back with them as well, but I like the way Marlon Mack and their two other running backs played. Mm-hmm. Um, just get Luck some help. Do you think they have a number one on that team in terms of running back? Yeah, I think it's Marlon Mack. You think it's Mack? Okay. Yeah, because everyone else played well, but Mack, when he's healthy, was the guy. Okay. Um, well, so, especially because you finally had a offensive line that was able to open holes for them. It was incredible. <laughs> Quinn Nelson. That's oh what interior linemen can do, man. It's yeah. crazy. Um, so then we get to Oakland Raiders again. I took Zach Allen, defensive man out of Boston College. Okay. Very safe corner pick. Again, just talent in those situations. There All were right. a ton of ways they could have gone with it, but like I said, I wanted to make this mock draft kind of a little bit weird, All right. which honestly, the next five picks, you're going to go, eh. So. I'm excited for these ones. L.A. Chargers, Traven Mullen, cornerback Clemson. That's a deep secondary it if is. you add him. That is where I'm going. So the Chargers, you look at a situation where they have massive receivers. Yep. They have my favorite running back in the league probably in Melvin Gordon. Yep. They have a defense that can get off the edge with Ingram Bosa okay. and a secondary that is elite. Like yep. they really don't need, need anything. Right. So all I brought here, I said let's back up their corners with a guy that knows the system, the guy that can play well. What were, you, what were your thoughts on the whole seven defensive back thing that they ran a lot this year? If you're going to run it, you might as well draft a, another You might as well, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, I don't mind it because Bosa can get off the edge, and Bosa's an elite defensive talent. So if you're really right. going to be like, hey, guys, throw on us, but you have three seconds because yeah. Bosa's coming. Also, I forgot about this, too. Denzel Perriman will be back this year because yep. I think he was injured this year. Yes, he, he was. was. A very, very good inside linebacker for them. Uh, after that, so I have Kansas City Chiefs. I have them addressing the running back position. I went with David Montgomery out of Iowa State. That's your first running back. Okay. Yes. And and I love the Alabama running backs. I think they're talented. I think Something about Montgomery's ability to put himself on the map this year makes me want to go for him. Okay. I mean, my favorite running back in this draft is Josh Jacobs. Yeah. I think he was just so underutilized for Bama because that he had his split carries so many times, but I think he could be a stud. I do, too. I think both of them could, and, and the nice thing about both Alabama running backs is neither of them were used that much. That's because true. Because they split carries, so they still have years on their legs. Yeah, him and Damian Harris both are going to be have less wear and tear on their body yep. now because of it, so it's going to work out pretty well. Uh, next, Green Bay Packers. I uh, Surprising pick. I went Debo, Samuel. South I Carolina. love Debo. I said get them another, uh, an, an, you know, another piece of talent because on Honestly, 
how many like I know they go receiver a decent amount, so they have a lot of young receivers. Yeah, none of them impressed me. Geronimo Allison really let everyone down in my opinion. Like yeah. Adams is obviously a god. Yeah, but their other receivers didn't impress me. And if you're gonna have Aaron Rodgers and you're gonna have a new head coach come in, get yeah. some weapons. Scanling Valding didn't impress me either. No, so it's not like at all. yeah, I feel like they need one like really over the top guy, and then the rest of them will probably branch yep. out because of it. So yeah, I love Debo. Um, L.A. Rams. I just want. Necessity, Nasir Adderley, safety at Delaware, small school guy, big talent. I really, when you have these last two teams, there's not much to fill. Blew up the senior bowl this year, too. He's a stud. I I remember I watched some of his tape. He's sneaky good. Yeah. <laughs> really That good. was where I was going with McVay. Is McVay's like, look, let's just get some help. Especially with you don't really know what's happening to keep to leave. And Marcus Peters, obviously their corners. But yeah. let's get them help over top on a young guy that can learn. He's arguably the best safety in this class. Yeah. Adderley. Yeah. He's, I'd, he's, I'm he okay might be better than Deontay Thompson. Yeah. Uh, in the last pick, I have the Patriots going Kevin Harmon. I think that they are putting all their uh, – out of NC State, sorry, wide receiver. I guess you should say that for people that don't know. But they're putting all their baskets in Gordon getting healthy. Okay. Um, I don't think they need anything. I mean, their offensive line is apparently the greatest of all time. Eh. Their running game is tremendous. Their defense has some holes. But there wasn't anybody on the defensive side that I was cringing for them to get. So I just said, ah, screw it. Let's give him another weapon. Trey Flowers is probably not going to resign there because I think he's due a big money extension. But, I mean, other than that, I I think that there's a good enough talent here that they could probably find someone to pick up on day two because they got a lot of day two picks, apparently. Yeah. 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 All right, man. So, I mean, I I thought for the first one there was a couple ifs, ands, or buts. But, uh thought it was decently mild considering the uh, yeah. normal mock drafts I put out there. I feel like Jacksonville should trade down if they want Daniel Jones as their quarterback, in my opinion. Yeah, I think they yeah. easily could. Um, I don't think that anybody's chomping at the bit for this guy, so I think Jacksonville could trade. I mean, let's so some of the trades that are probably – the 49ers, I think, could trade. Yeah. You take three defensive linemen in the first – like, you know what I mean? You take yeah. Solomon Thomas. Um, I'm trying to think of the other names of the guys they took recently. DeForest Buckner. DeForest Buckner, thank you. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Eric Armstead. Yeah. I could see them trading down. Uh, I kind of think the Jets could trade down for a weapon. Um, I think in Smalls has DJ Metcalf in the third overall. I think that's not bad. I think all four, actually all three, I'm not going to say the Raiders trade down, but I think Cardinals, 49ers, Jets, I think they're open for business. I, I agree, especially now with Kyler being eligible. I guarantee you some team is going to think, okay, we have to get over someone in order to get him because. I think the prevailing thought is that the Giants and Jaguars are that sweet spot where quarterbacks are going to come off the board yep. somewhere. So if you find one of those top five teams that are willing to do it, but don't be surprised if the Raiders take a shot on a quarterback. I'm telling you, there is a good chance that I think they will probably try to get rid of Derek Carr. Yeah. No matter how bad I don't want them to, I think they will. I Also, you look at a situation where um, John Gruden came out and said it's super hard to find edge rushers. After giving away the best the edge best rush, edge rusher in the NFL, yeah. so that was kind of why I went heavy defense for them. Okay, I thought if Gruden's really going to come out and say that, they're going to address it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll see if that's actually if they the truth. really need edge rushers that bad. I would not be surprised in the slightest if Bosa and Allen are both gone. I would not be surprised if they maybe reach and go for uh, Polite or Burns. Yeah, I could see them going for Polite easy. Um, you I didn't could... put Burns in your class either. No, so. I looked at Burns around the 16-17 mark, Okay, and I don't know. Uh, obviously, he's going to be in my round two. He'll probably be in there, honestly, for Jailer Ferguson. Um, just didn't have him in there. Ferguson's one of those guys that, yeah, I agree with you. He's kind of like in the same Marcus Davenport mold. I don't yeah. think he'll go as high. I think some teams will look at the rest of the class and feel like I think that there's better, more established players to go with, but Ferguson's an interesting an interesting pick. I think that a couple other teams we can talk about. I, I The Bengals are a wild card for me because I have no idea what they're going to do with their team. I think their dream scenario is Devin White to follow them because they need an inside linebacker. They need someone yeah. to be like the leader of that defense right there. Yep. Agreed. So we can all agree that Devin White's not reaching the Steelers. Nope. Unfortunately not. <laughs> all right. So let's branch off of a little fantasy talk. Um, you wanted to talk about Anthony Davis coming back to the Pelicans, right? Yeah. Okay. I, I watched some of the highlights the next morning after Anthony Davis made his return. Dude, that was so awkward. Really? That, that was awkward. I didn't see it. So oh, that was give, awkward. Paint me a picture. Okay, so... He he gets announced, which, by the way, the Pelicans did probably one of the more petty things you've ever seen, where they, they did their intro, and then they took Anthony they Davis. They took him out of the they intro, They took it completely yeah. out of it. So, 
seeing Anthony Davis come back and like you had this mixture in the crowd where they're booing, but yet some people cheering. are clapping, yeah. And then like when he's on the court, you hear just these loud amount of boos at him, but yet when he scores, there's still some people that are cheering. <laughs> it's like so to funny. to me. It's like the scenario where you're dating your girlfriend for so long and you live together and then the girlfriend decides that it's not working out and she's moving out, but yet she can't find a place to move out to. So she's just going to wow. stay with you until the lease ends what up. What boyfriend cheers when she walks in the apartment in that situation? I, I don't know, but it's like, <laughs> it, it's just, that's the scenario to me. It's like this awkward feeling where it's like, that's yeah, awesome. I'm going to leave you. But I can't leave yet. But I you can't yet. leave yet because I'm contractually right, obligated. Right. I'm like stuck in this My lease. My name's on the lease. Yeah. So it's just, oh, it was so awkward, man. I, I don't know. so funny. I, I mean, like, if you're, a Pelican, <laughs> if you're a Pelican fan, like, how could, how, like, what is your thought process right now? I think, <coughs> excuse me. I think I'm pissed off at the front office for not getting Anthony Davis any help in his career at the Pelicans. Okay. Because realistically, the biggest help they got him was Boogie Cousins and they, like, yeah, Boogie's a center and Anthony Davis is the powerful, but they play the same position, which is big man that strokes threes. Right, and that's and not how the and that's not the new NBA right now. Like you need a guard play to be able to excel in yep. today's NBA right now, and that just doesn't work anymore. The idea of having two big men down low, it just doesn't just work. weird, yeah. yeah. What they were doing was like a twin tower mentality and it just wasn't working. Yeah. I mean, like there was a reason that the remember when New Orleans Noel got drafted to I believe yeah, it was had, New Orleans, and it was the block party idea, yeah. but then they got traded immediately. Yeah, it's the same logic now. Yes, sir. Um, no, I thought it was funny in all sense. But uh, realistically, it is crazy to think about a franchise like the Pelicans basically catfishing the Lakers for so long. <laughs> like, it's super funny to think about because, like, a professional NBA franchise did all these things just to mess up chemistry with the Lakers because they were mad that Anthony Davis wanted traded and the Lakers tampered. I think the the one package that I saw was the last package that I saw Magic offer him was Kuzma, Ball, Hart, who was the guy that I really wanted, Ingram, two first-round picks, and I believe there was another guy. I think, I think Zubak might Zubac have been. Zubak wasn't Zubac there, yeah. wasn't that. I would have I I taken that. Yeah, five, but five then players. you're basically the Pelicans stuck with the team the Lakers had last year. Yes, they're going to get better. Yeah, yeah. I, I would make the trade just for Kuzma, apparently. Yeah. Um, but, but yeah, what, then the Pelicans are just kind of like bad. But then what would the Lakers even have? You'd have you'd, you'd have, have you'd, Anthony you'd, Davis, and you'd LeBron have LeBron James, you'd have Rajon Rondo, Lance Stevenson, and then that white guy from Michigan they drafted. Mar, more Marin. Marin or something like yeah. that, yeah. Uh, but wow. I don't know. I just don't even see if Anthony Davis would have got trained to the Lakers. If the idea was that they were going to compete for a playoff spot from that alone, I feel like that wouldn't have worked out. Nope. And that's my biggest frustration. Everyone's like, the Lakers are your playoff team. <laughs> Guess what, guys? They aren't. Because you trade all the young talent that you have, you're not sitting in the eighth. Like, I got in a, a Twitter argument with a guy the other day because he was basically saying how, like, because I said, all right, guys, I'm back on my hate LeBron stuff. He's like, <laughs> well, I didn't see you when they were fourth in the West. I said, what? I, I was just mind blown by this tweet back. And then he had come back. It's a good friend. He'll be at the live show. We're not talking about LeBron with him because we only oh, got two God. hours. But the whole entire argument he made was that uh, they were on track to win like 75 games. And I said, Tim, you do understand if I win the first game of the season, I am now on track to go 82 and 0. Like, yeah. you do understand how that stat works. The, <laughs> the better they do early in the year, the better percentages. That's just how the stat works. Like you can't yeah. bring that to my door at the beginning of the season and say, "Well, they were projected." Like, yeah, I'm projected to go undefeated this season because we won the first game. <laughs> I mean, technically, everyone starts off undefeated, so yeah, that's kind of how it works. <laughs> technically, <laughs> oh boy, what else in the sports world, Greg? Uh, I feel like we're gonna have to talk about the the big news that happened today was that Kareem Hunt officially yes, found a team call. again. He is with the Cleveland Browns. Uh, John Dorsey, who was the general manager that drafted him, officially. <laughs> decided to bring him to his new team in Cleveland. I'm cautiously optimistic that this could work out for the Browns, I'd say. Cause he- so there's two things you got to look at. One, he's from Toledo, Ohio. Yeah. He went to school at Toledo, Ohio. He's from there. Yeah. Two. I think he has a better support system around him just for that right there. Even though the incident, I believe, occurred. And it did occur in Cleveland, um, yeah. Two. Do you know who the Browns' GM is? Yeah, I said John Dorsey, who's the guy who also drafted Kareem Hunt. Yep, which means they're going to get Patrick Mahomes, too. <laughs> no, but uh, so the, my first initial thought on this was um, kind of a yikes, because 
You look at the fact that they had Carlos Hyde last year, tried to make him the number one, and then they brought in Chubb halfway through after switching Hyde out to Jacksonville. Mm. And then it looked like Chubb was the guy. Chubb was arguably the best rookie running back, despite Saquon Barkley winning Rookie of the Year. Oh, Chubb was really having a strong end to his Eight year. Eight games, ten touchdowns, yeah. like amazing yard per carry. Um, and then you look at Kareem Hunt, who is a three-down workhorse as well. It's, I don't right. know. I, I think it's stunting the growth of both of them to have both of them, but too many weapons is not a bad idea for a young quarterback. No, absolutely not. Um, my biggest critique with this, uh, obviously, is that it's just a sensitive subject right there that someone who was who blatantly did what he did is getting yeah. a second chance. I understand John Dorsey probably has an emotional connection to him because he drafted him and he knows what this guy's like, so he's willing to give him a second chance. I hate to be the guy to bring this up, but the fact that Kareem Hunt is getting a second chance, but yet Colin Kaepernick is not a quarterback in the NFL is complete bullshit. Really? Yeah. Why is that? It's just complete bullshit. Despite the fact that... Okay, so uh, the only thing that I have to argue against that statement right now, Greg, is the simple fact that Kareem Hunt ran for 1,300 yards a year ago. That's true. And Colin Kaepernick hasn't played in forever. Oh, no. So... The situation when it first happened, you will agree with. That's the one thing about the Colin Kaepernick thing. He absolutely should have never not had a job. Right. It is bullshit. Mm-hmm. Everyone knows it. But right now, he's been so far out of the game that it's kind of one of those things where, like, that's fair. It's a hindsight argument that needs to be said. Right. And at the same time, I, I personally, that's I why I didn't want to be the guy to say it. Yeah. If you uh, have a domestic abuse allegation on you, I don't think you should be able to play in the NFL mm-hmm. um, without a super thorough investigation by the league. And the right. league obviously has shown that they don't care about that. So that that's fair. I think after the Ray Rice incident, honestly, after the Ray Rice incident, I didn't think anything like this would ever happen again. Like, if a video came out, you were done. Yep. And, I mean, and credit to Ray Rice for the record. He's turned his life around. Um, his girlfriend, fiance is still with him. They're married. They're happy. I mean... He's all on board with nonprofit domestic violence situations. Yeah, well, absolutely. So. No, he's turned his life around. That, yeah. If Kareem Hunt can show the exact same type of commitment that Ray Rice is showing to this and being a better person for it, then maybe, yeah. in hindsight, I'll be okay with it. But as of right now, it's just... It's really tough. For yeah, him. And, and he still has to stand true through an investigation from the league. Yeah. So like he signed, but he's couldn't. He might be out the entire year. He might be out two years. They don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we don't know how long the suspension is going to be for. I think honestly, John Dorsey, I give him credit because he believes that second chances are worth yeah. it. Yeah. But which but is why say, they drafted Tyreek Hill. Yeah, that is true. He did draft Tyreek Hill, but it's weird though. Tyreek Hill hasn't had any no video. Issue. No, yeah, that's true. No video. Oh, no, there was a video for him. He walked into the pizza shop and clocked. No, no, that was Joe Mixon. Thank you. You're yeah, correct. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. They were, were they the same draft or just around the same time? Or they uh, were a year apart. I think. I think they were a year apart. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah, yeah I mean, Tyreek Hill had to answer a ton of questions his first day with the team and at media day, and the team was very open, saying, "Hey, look, we're giving you a second chance, but you're going to own up and man this, right? Or man up and own this." Wow, excuse me. Mm-hmm. It's just crazy that this is going to be such a big soaring you know black eye on the nfl for the entire offseason now it's going to be interesting to see how kareem hunt you know kind of goes through the entire offseason now first off he's back to being on a team he's healthy he can well yeah yeah i guess he is technically on a team yeah but if he comes through here are you saying like let's let's just talk in a perfect scenario that okay kareem hunt was just on the browns and he never did anything wrong ever again and they had him for this year right how does their offense look? Because Chubb is good. Chubb is very good. Uh, you have two like legit number one running backs. Yeah, back you have there. two top fifteen running backs in the NFL. Like it's crazy. Yeah, that, that is kind of scary. I would not be surprised if. Well, I was gonna say I wouldn't be surprised if they try to shop one of them. But then at the same time, though, I don't know any team that would take Kareem Hunt. And if you shop Nick Chubb on a rookie deal, you're just stupid. So, well, Kareem Hunt's on his rookie deal, isn't he? Well, no, he's on no, a one-year, on, one-mil deal. Yeah. yeah, so it's like league minimum right there. Yeah. So, whoa, that's, that's a weird scenario that's going on right there. I don't know. I feel like I feel like the other thing, too, is that John Dorsey knows that this is a one-year deal, but he's not interested in maybe re-signing him, so it's kind of like a second-chance opportunity to show everyone else yeah. that he's a changed I, I person. Yeah, I think it's it's definitely helping Kareem, but at the same time, the Browns are like, we will use you for a year. Mm-hmm. Like, duh. No, I, I mean, I like it. I like the opportunity for a second chance. I think his... Uh, 
his looking through a, a lens of just his situation, um, there's a lot of attention to detail that still needs done on his part right. to being like, why did this happen? What happened? Blah, blah, blah. Um, at the end of the day, I don't know. If, if the video comes out, because that was the whole thing with the Ray Rice-Greg Hardy incident is that Greg Hardy just had pictures Ray Rice at the video. Greg right. Hardy played another year and made more millions. And it's it's a lot of stuff the NFL's got to figure out on their own. Mm-hmm. I mean, are you surprised that he got signed while investigate before an investigation officially like went on? Personally, yes, but hindsight 2020, I shouldn't have been. I was surprised because I thought that the NFL would be way more strict on this matter than they have been. Mm-hmm. I mean, realistically, he could have finished the year last year with the Chiefs and gone to the Super Bowl if they would have. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, they cut him. They decided to cut him. No, and the Chiefs did the absolute right thing, too. And in the time of the moment, then it was absolutely correct on their part, too. I'm just slightly surprised that he got signed right now because I would have totally thought that an investigation would have had to go through before anyone yep. considered it because you have to figure out how, how many games you're not going to have him for. Which is why I think it's a personal thank you from Dorsey to Hunt. You think? Yeah. yeah. I think this is a, hey, we know who you are. I am I know who I drafted. Come here. Let's reshape your life. All right. So, uh, you know, is what it is. Um. What else happened in sports, Greg? Anything else you want to get off your chest? Uh, I actually would like to say one thing, too. They brand new league that started up this weekend, the uh, Alliance yeah. of American Football. The AAF. The AAF. I like that. So, uh, did you get to watch any of the games? Uh, I watched a little bit of the Saturday night game. Um, I believe it was the Orlando Apollos and the Atlanta yep. Legends. Yeah, so I think the craziest thing about the AAF is that Trent Richardson ran for two touchdowns. Yeah. Uh, let's just start there, even though I don't... Birming, I, I, the Birmingham Iron. My crazy. Yeah. But I think the good thing about this type of a league for me personally what's going to get me to watch it are names um i wanted to watch christian hackenberg failed and he did oh god he um, failed epically i liked berkovich um he's on the uh san diego the san diego fleet, fleet. yeah did i like berkovich out of did you see that hit that he took from? oh yeah and he got oh. right back on play but that dude got decapitated my god that was that was awesome he got wrecked <laughs> i'm like this is the first game the first weekend of AAF football in a dude got highlight clip film. Like, yeah. that's crazy. I know. I, I wanted to get your take on what it what you think of yeah. the fact that they beat the NBA in ratings in their first week. Now, granted, I want to point this out. This isn't the first time that a you know alternative league did really well in ratings. And yeah. the first weekend of the XFL, the they were one of the highest rated shows in TV history well, at that point. Yeah. Here, but the game went downhill after that. Here's what the AAF did really well. Okay, all coaches have NFL experience. Yep, um, they had some sort of draft. They're starting big name guys, mm-hmm. and each organization is run by someone with NFL experience. Like they really said. And Bill Pullian's come out and said, yo, I want this to be the farm system for the NFL. I right. want guys to get a second chance. I want them to come here. Because how many times the quarterback's not going to chance to develop? Almost every time. Oh, absolutely. If you don't click in the first two years in the NFL, you're done. Mm-hmm. So to get this other league where it's like, hey, we are a league. We'll pay you money. Come play here. And sc- like, scouts are going to be at that almost the same amount as the combine, I would assume. I wonder if, because um, I know that they have a weird setup where some guys were kind of geographically assigned there. Or like some teams were like directly impacted by there. I would not be surprised if we see a future moving forward where guys who are signed to like practice squad yep. or training camp will go to the AAF to play for a whole year. That's what Pauline said. He said they want practice squad guys. They want guys designated to a team. It's basically my understanding of it was kind of going to be the NHL draft where it's like, yeah, you're on a practice squad. We're going to send you to the fleet, but you're still on our team. I like that. I think that'd be cool. I like that. It's kind of like a G league mentality, yes. almost, which I'm totally cool with. I, I think it can work long term because I actually do think that the practice squad guys, there are a lot of, there's examples of guys who spend the entire season on the practice squad but get no you know, yep, time to develop absolutely. and all that. So don't know, this could be a very, very good thing for some teams moving forward. And I would not be surprised if Goodell and Pullian and Ebersol start talking about different ideas for that. Yeah. And, and I think another thing that's really, really going to help the AAF, mm-hmm. they're not trying to compete with the NFL. No. That was the downfall of the uh USFL. The USFL and the XFL. The USFL yeah. was supposed to be an alternative league for the spring, and then Donald Trump got in and decided to make it a fall league. And they had teams, man. They, they did have names. teams. They did. So they they really screwed themselves over it. And I, one of my favorite things was when I first learned about the USFL, I did so much research on it, and I learned <laughs> so much about it, and yeah. all the dumb stuff that they did that really ruined them. Like, first off, they were supposed to be a 
They're supposed to stay in line with their salary pay. And then the yeah. first big thing that happened that ruined them was the Herschel Walker signing. Oh my gosh. Yeah. If, if Herschel Walker did not sign that ridiculous contract, <laughs> then all you have the sal- to pay Herschel that money. Yeah. Though. But then all the salaries could have been kept in line. It would have been stable. You know, there wouldn't have been these ridiculous salaries that owners were screwing themselves on because they were losing more money because the guy who started the USFL, his name was David Dixon. He was a New Orleans businessman. When he came up with the idea for the USFL, he flat out told these owners, listen, you are going to lose money to start. But if you stay on this guideline and get yourself yeah. to follow in line, pay your guys a certain number, you will make money in the long term. Absolutely. But unfortunately, one stupid idiot in New Jersey, who, by the way, was a oil magnate in Texas who owned a New Jersey team. I don't even <laughs> understand how that happened. But he decides, I want to get some name recognition. So oh he offers... Gosh, your accent was really good. So man. he offers freaking Herschel Walker a contract, and then that was the catalyst for all these other contracts that happened. And, yeah, there was some success. They had got good TV ratings. Attendance was good in some markets. They overexpanded. There were franchises that got sold immediately, which is how Donald Trump got in, and then the rest is unfortunately <laughs> history. Dude, I kid you not, there were so many things about the USFL that when I first read about it, I was like, this is brilliant. But yeah. then all this other, other stupid shit. crap that happened <laughs> just ruined them. Could you imagine if they would have kept in line with David Dixon's original yeah. business oh, model? It would still be alive. It'd still be alive. It'd still be around. Absolutely. And yes, it could have been another professional league, and you could have had guys that were essentially deciding between whether I want to play in the spring or I want to play in the fall. Yep. But still, it, for God's sakes, we could have had football year-round. All you had to do was just stay in line and know. And they should have played a, the two Super Bowl champions should have played. Oh, that would have been great. You could have had like a scenario where for um, when soccer essentially starts every year, they have um, the they have the Champions League winner and the Europa League winner to start the year. Yep. That'd be cool. You could have had the Super Bowl winner play last year's USFL champion winner to start off the USFL year. Yep. It would have been so cool. Would have been perfect. Too close to the sun. God. It's amazing how just such stupidity can ruin <laughs> such great things. It really is. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, hey, guys. Uh, Dude, we... seriously, I get heated about that. I can, about yeah, it. I can yeah. tell you're breathing really heavy. I am. Um, again, we are at Scratch Food and Beverage, guys, this Wednesday literally in two days yep um it is the 13th because valentine's day is the 14th which is thursday yep. which ruins our lives yes because we have girlfriends who want to do stuff instead so, yeah. of letting us do our podcast yep <laughs> all right man. well guys two beers deep deacon greg go check out ashton on cartel mm-hmm. tbd 2019 10 off <laughs> come out and support our live show and also support our sponsors we hope you guys have a great time at wing night at scratch food and beverage in the troy hill neighborhood of pittsburgh i'm gonna eat wings <laughs> i'm gonna eat a lot of wings peace out yeah.